overall, a lot of people were skeptical of me because I'm in the same community that I was just terrorizing. But there were men in the church that really became my mentors. I learned how to serve. I learned humility. I learned community that wasn't criminal related. You're listening to We're Still Standing, presenting the voices and experiences of young people who were caught up in our juvenile justice system. In Season 2, you'll hear lessons learned in lockup that encourage all of us to live with greater authenticity. Subscribe today, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to We're Still Standing. Today we're continuing our conversation with Terrell on lessons learned in lockup. If you haven't heard parts one and two of episode four, you may want to go back and listen to Darrell share his remarkable journey. Today, in part three of the conversation, Darrell talks about leaving lockup and what it took to discover a community, people willing to support and to encourage him to become the man God created him to be. So, chapter three, up until now, what was that journey like? What your your further days of incarceration until what you're doing today. That's probably the part of the journey that uh, really prepared me, you know, for for where I'm at right now. With with prison, I I say that, you know, I was, I was like just a blip. I did, I did from 18 to 21. So, you know, just a few years there. And, and I was in there long enough to experience every custody level that there is in Washington state. Started medium, went max, back to medium, then ended up going to camp for a couple months. And so I got to see what every type of prison Washington had to offer and understand that I don't like any of them. And, and God was like, okay, that, that box is checked, you know, so you can talk about this now. But now the part that I had to learn, like my reentry journey was like terrible. <laughs> okay, like when I got out, I like I said I was twenty one and all the stuff that I was reading in the Bible, uh and and learning and being patient and humble and all that, I was able to do that pretty well in prison when I had less distractions. But like for me, I didn't re enter into society. Okay. I wasn't part of society when I left, you know, I was part of a society, a community. And that's what I got back out to. And this, this is what makes it really difficult for a lot of guys. Like if you just made a mistake or whatever, and that you weren't really like, like that before you got locked up, then it might be different. But if you're from that community, really, you're celebrated when you get back. And so I didn't have any skills. I never graduated high school. I didn't, I've never had a job before except for working in prison. So like my work ethic was garbage. (laughs) And I got out and I was celebrated. You know, people were throwing barbecues and you know, you get a whole bunch of attention. And you know, I'm on probation. So like, I'm like doing this whole, I don't want to go back to prison, but I'm like one foot in, one foot out. And uh, that only lasted so long, you know, like I remember at one point I got an interview at every every McDonald's that was in my city 
and didn't get hired by any of them. And at that point, I was like, man, (laughs) I know how to get money. And, you know, I already felt like I was hurting my pride by, like, even subjecting myself to wanting to flip burgers. And, And so, like, before you knew it, you know, I got caught in that revolving door all the way of just probation violations, bad dead-end jobs from time to time, going back to the county jail, uh, you know, being around crime all the time, you know, friends getting locked up all the time, all type of situations. And I didn't do it on purpose, but like, I was doing more crimes after I'd got out than before I was, and I was better at doing them. So like, I wasn't even getting caught for felonies and stuff anymore. And it just was like, I tried settling down and like trying to have like a, you know, a a girlfriend in the house and thinking maybe that'll like calm me down. But, you know, I, I was, I just was going crazy at that point. So I just was having a bad relationship you know, messing up me and her's life. So, like, I ended up, after all that, this is happening, I turned 28. So just that whole seven years of just, of that, just mess. And, you know, I went out and I did everything that I wanted to do in in the world. And um, I woke up the next morning just feeling real empty still. I didn't know, like, why I liked to get so drunk and party and do all this stuff. And and it doesn't even make me feel good. Like, I just do it because I'm doing it. And I I had a, you know, phone call with my mom. She had called me. And she told me that she loved me and she was proud of me. And, you know, uh, for a lot of people, that might have, like been a different type of moment but the way that I took that was that I'm almost 30 years old and my mom is lying to me <laughs> about being proud of me and I I, I kind of can believe that she loves me but I, I knew that she was not proud of me you know I had successfully you know just pretty much destroyed myself and everything around me um, I have a younger brother that's in prison right now, doing 17 years. Went to the same prison I ended up going to. He shot somebody. And I know I'm the first person that ever put a gun in his hands. You know, like, I've literally just destroyed everything that was around me. And I, you know, that conversation with my mom just really had me look at myself in the mirror right then. And... uh I didn't like the person that I was looking at. Um, I actually was like, you know, I'd like to hurt that guy that I'm looking at. Like, he's just, I don't like him. I don't respect him. And that was difficult for me to deal with, you know. And and I told myself that when I turned 29, that my mom would not be a liar if she told me she was proud of me. And I had no idea what it was going to take to get (laughs) from that point in that year's time. But I knew that it had to be something that I hadn't done before. Because, I mean, I when I was in my flesh, I'm a pretty arrogant guy. 
think I'm pretty smart, well-spoken, and other people usually went along with that narrative too. But looking in that mirror, I knew I was dumb and I did not have the answers because if I did, I would have arrived by then, you know? And um, I was very averse to going to church um, because I knew like my relationship with with the church around that time like that my mom went to like people would see me you know when I do my mom or my grandmother a favor right come to church on Easter or come on Mother's Day so people would know me from that or like um, there actually used to be like a little hip-hop night at the church and so I'd show up in say a poem that didn't have cuss words in it so like that was like my relationship with the church so i think you know they were plotting on me and probably praying for me for a while church for the first time as an adult and that relationship you know going from 28 to 29 actually ended up being the catalyst really for me to start learning how to apply what I could read in the bible and like make it work in real life and I started developing a relationship I started being able to trust God instead of just praying and then if he don't do what I want I'm going to trust in myself so and my church experience I wish that it always went like this but uh, I've I've been around the church for a while now um you know been in a lot of different levels of leadership and and I'll say that you know when I first got there obviously I quit my job right I don't break the law anymore I was I was doing really bad I was broke I was homeless uh, couch surfing when I started doing a little bit better you know I could sleep in my car some nights but I, I was not doing well financially but we know God gives us a peace that surpasses all understanding right like I knew that I was doing the right thing so I was able to make that work but different men in the church I, w- I would say overall, a lot of people were skeptical of me because I'm in the same community that I was just terrorizing. But there were men in the church that really became my mentors. And for the most part, I never had positive male mentors, um, especially ones that were believers. And so like uh, a guy, I, you know, Brother Willie, you know, he had me cutting the grass with him all the time. And you know, he'd give me like, you know, 20 bucks or something like that. I learned how to serve. You know, I'm out there cutting the grass, you know, at the church. Before I would have been like, I, I'll never let someone drive by and see me out here sweating, doing this. Like, but I learned how to serve. I, I learned humility. You know, I learned taking care of, of you know, this church, God's building. I learned community that wasn't criminal related. And then, you know, some other guys that were in the church started taking me up under their wing and I was nurtured and and kind of being taught how to mature and be an actual man 
and I was 28, 29 years old. And mind you, I've, I've been in prison. I've been, you know, through all different type of things, shootouts. And I was like, I was never a man before. I started becoming a man when I was 28 years old. As I started seeing purpose and like being responsible and accountable foreign concepts to me at this time but you know all of those different men and there there's like four or five of them you know including the pastor there who just had a vision for reaching the next generation they all guided me you know to different points to where I started to volunteer for a program that the church had uh it was a gang intervention program and uh you know i always laugh about it you know i i tell them when i went there you know their uh their gang program didn't have any uh gangsters in it except for me and uh <laughs> and then uh i started attracting the younger guys you know and and they were gravitating towards me and and so i kind of you know, they were doing great work with the young people in the program. I just brought a different element to it. And, um, you know, God bless, bless the work to where we were able to get some money to actually hire me on. Um, now, it wasn't much money, but I was like, that was the first time I was doing some work I believed in. And there was like, some compensation at the end of it because it's like I was doing this for free I like this actually is ministry to me so it's like I don't care about getting paid for like pouring into people and and giving back but now that that there was any type of compensation for it like I was, it was driving it home that this is my purpose this is what I'm supposed to be doing in life and you know how God works you stay faithful with that little bit. And, and you know, it's funny you said Jeremiah earlier, because that first chapter of Jeremiah is something that I, when I tell my story to the guys in jail, I, I go from Jonah to Jeremiah. You know, now looking back, I can see God always had this purpose. But I was like, nah, ain't going over there. I'm going a different direction. And, and then it came to a point where it was like, Jeremiah, where God's like, don't say that you can't do this because you're young. I'm putting my words in your mouth, build up, tear down. And then all of a sudden, I'm like in front of mayors, police chiefs, governors, you know, and I'm just speaking my truth about mass incarceration and just how things are. And here I am, you know, like it just it kept going from one thing to the next. Yeah, yeah. That's really encouraging. Our work, as you know, and, and many of our partners is with the youth and those in the juvenile system. And, um, you know, to hear just what happened with you all through these critical stages into 28 to 29 was a key thing. And then you know, here you are at 38 years old and to see so much come to fruition in 
what you might say is a really short period of time, but if you're focused on a 16-year-old, you know, bearing the fruit that you want to see happen, you're going to quickly say, oh, we failed, he failed, God failed, somebody screwed up here. And yet, nope, it's just all part of the process. Because we're talking about some of the life lessons learned from lockup, bring us now to age 38. You mentioned, you know, the, the places that God's placed you in that you never could have been had you not had that kind of firsthand experience. And, and you always had a, a leadership gift and a voice and a, a keen eye of discernment to be able to see what's real. And, and all of that sort of culminating now at this juncture of your life, give us a, a bit of a glimpse into that, what contributed to where you're at today. If it wasn't for me reading the Bible, studying the Bible, feeling that connection with God, I don't know how my actual sanity would have been affected. I mean, we know brain science says, you know, you're still really developing your brain at that 18-year-old age and and seeing the things that you see, experiencing the things you experience. Like, uh, most people don't come out of prison being uh, mentally healthy. And I wasn't, but knowing that going through a period of life for some years at a time where my main go-to in life was God first and not calling a family member or depending on anything physical, it was like, if there was ever an issue, I, I knew like I had to rely on God first. The scriptures are real to me now. You know, like if God's for me, who can be against me? I'm like, that's not a cliche thing to me. I know in real life, I've been in this relationship in the trenches and he's got me. This podcast was produced by Straight Ahead Ministries on a mission to reach every youth in every facility with the hope of Jesus Christ. This podcast was hosted by Scott Larson, recorded by Scott Larson and Barbara Picard, and produced by James Davis. Please take the time to subscribe, follow, and comment on We're Still Standing. When you do, you help raise awareness for youth in our juvenile justice system. To learn more about this work and join the movement to reach every youth, visit everyyouth.org.